whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, we are, are here, here to, to rant, rant and, and rave. rave. Oh, yes. yes, we are. Yes, we are. And yes, we can. <laughs> Getting real fired up. I guess so. Right off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, Jessica, how yes. was your week? You know, it was fine. It was yeah? fine. Yes, it was Good. just fine. <laughs> <laughs> So loaded. So loaded. No, I'm just, I mean, we, you and I were talking about this in the green room dump. It's just one big groundhog day after another. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I have such little concept of time anymore. So, yeah, I just, I couldn't tell you one day from the next last week or the week previous or really for the entire last year. So, yeah, no, I know. I was saying to you, I was thinking about it and I thought, does that make me privileged? Because I don't feel privileged. Like, I just want to go to work. I want to <laughs> I want right? to live and live a normal life again, yes. I think. But it's got to be real slow because if I have one or two things I have to do in a day, I am so overwhelmed. I'm not sure if I can handle it. I totally. <laughs> it's so crazy. Well, we've talked about this too. It's like for those of us, and I feel like it includes most of our listeners, if not all of them, that have, you know, minded the the recommendations of lockdown, staying distant. We've yeah. been real distant. So when I do see someone, I have diarrhea of the mouth and I act like a crazy person because yeah. I don't, I'm like, oh God, it's a human. I mean, I'm I know. like, I feel like a seagull or something from Finding Nemo. Like I'm running over to the fish that's flapping and I can't handle it and I can't stop staring at it and poking it and yeah. just being totally inappropriate because I know. I'm, so overwhelmed to see of course i've seen other humans but not humans that i i don't want to say that i care about god that sounds cold <laughs> i haven't seen my friends or family okay yeah i've seen a few people outdoors for some rage walks but that's about it folks there's yeah. been no Same. no other big hurrahs and certainly not indoor gatherings so i will leave on this high note i did try to sneak over to your house which sounds like such a creep thing to do but i was trying to <laughs> drop something to dana i had some things to give her and there was also something from a listener that was amazing that i needed so to get for her great. yeah and i'm like this is so creepy and then i'm like no it's not no. she's home i just in my mind's eye, of course, hope and assume. I'm like, her blinds will be closed. I'm just going to go and put it there and then text once I leave. Well, you guys, I pulled up and all the blinds were open uh -huh. and I saw a human sitting at the window. And I'm like, well, now I'm going to be a real creep if I try to sneak up there and either Dana, her husband or her child scream bloody murder, seeing this big hulking figure moving up onto the front what porch. What are you talking about big hulking figures? 
are you like crazy Donkey person? Kong carrying a brown bag and leaving it. And then my plan was to not walk, but run back to my car. Yeah, you were running when I walked out the door and went, hey. <laughs> You were running away from my house. Because I would never just be like, I'm here, too bad, unannounced. And also, I know we've talked about this. I didn't want you to, for one second, be like, oh, fuck, I got to put on a bra or I got to get myself together. Or now I've got to talk to her or entertain her. I didn't (laughs) want that at all. I wanted to. I was going to say dine and dash, except I didn't bring you, you any didn't food. Dine. I wanted to dash and text. Drop, I guess. drop and dash. Drop and dash. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to door dash. Yeah. But I just didn't have any food to leave you. Well, I, why was I dressed and have makeup on? I didn't. I don't know, anywhere. but you looked great, and you were wearing these fabulous purple and brown, like muddled tortoise shell glasses, and they were fabulous. They oh, thank you. On you. Thank you. I was sitting at the window. I could see you. I was like five feet from you. Uh, <laughs> just watching you. <laughs> just admit you were probably like, oh, God, what the no, hell I is wasn't. she doing here? I, I was like, why is she running? Um, but I was sitting here. You guys, you know how I just get wild hairs sometimes. <laughs> and you know those boho things that everybody's selling that's like the string with different phases of the moon hanging from it mm-hmm. or like stars and moons mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're made out of metal. And I want like six of them <laughs> to hang on my porch around my bougainvillea and stuff. Yes. And they're like 20 bucks, right? Yep. And I'm not paying that. So I got polymer clay mm-hmm. in, in gold and cut the shapes out myself and then Which used... was very impressive. I did peek through your workshop window. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I used – I bought it – I bought this kit that is supposed to be, I guess, for crafting and for nails. So Hmm. they're these little wands that have different size metal balls on the end of them. And you Mm -hmm. use it to make like mandala dots and on rocks or things like that. I got those once on my nails. Yeah. So I bought those. What did I buy them for originally? Oh, to work with resin. (laughs) Anyway, I used that. A very easy medium. I'm joking by saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I used those and put little dot imprints. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it looks like pounded metal. It looks like gold pounded metal. Mm-hmm. And I made my own, y'all. Yeah, you did. And you hand <laughs> cut them. Or yeah. you had your puncher still. I had my It was all puncher, done by yeah. hand. Yeah. And then I baked them and all that stuff. That's Just because awesome. I wanted that thing and I did not want to pay for it. So my my clay was $1.99. Amazing. And I already had the jute. I hung it on jute. Now, wait a minute. Was the clay that you got for $1.99 enough to make six strands? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, amazing. Yeah, it's just a little block and you think, I'm not going to be able to make anything. But then when you roll it out, you have plenty. Yep. How cool. Is this the most boring podcast (laughs) ever? (laughs) (laughs) Two ladies talking about, we're big quilting this week. (laughs) Canned some peppers. It's a little early, but hilarious. (laughs) And I was the lucky recipient of one of your amazing plants, which is extremely cute. It is so cute. When I first bought it, it was much tinier. I've been growing it for you. Awesome. (laughs) I love it. 
but it was sitting out there waiting for you. And I kept meaning to bring it to you. And I just, I don't go anywhere. I know. I had an okay week, but we did get some stuff from listeners. And Jessica and I talked about this and like, I have never in my life been treated so kindly. Yes. As I am treated by our listeners. And it blows me away. (laughs) Like my own friends. Don't just thoughtfully send me little car. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, some do like Jessica, obviously you do. One of our listeners too is my friend Erica, who sent me the cutest card. But like generally speaking, the people we see the most, Mm -hmm. no way. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I just haven't seen them for a year. And it blows my mind that our listeners are so incredibly thoughtful. They're always like such personal little gifts. Yes. We got soap. Yes. From someone's farm. Which is so amazing, and I, I want to visit that wait. farm so bad. Oh, my God. You know I'd be in heaven. I know. You know I would. I know. I'd be stirring the soap. I'd be throwing in that lard. Totally. I'd be a prairie, <laughs> prairie woman extraordinaire. I love it. I I love seeing her pictures of like draw. I was like, what are you drawing when she has like herbs hanging around her kitchen? I love Just it. Everything. I'm so intrigued by that yes. farm life. I love it. I think it's amazing. And I always tell her when I see her kids, I'm like, you are giving your boys the best life. Like oh, I can sure. see it in their face, how yeah. much they love everything that they're getting to experience from growing up around animals to growing their own food because they grow vegetables, all the cool activities and stuff that she does. Kudos. I I wish I could live that farm life. I really would. Yeah, I would happily do it at this point in my life. Sign me up, please. Yes. It just looks heavenly. It looks heavenly and peaceful. Totally. Thank you for that amazing package. Oh, my God. Thank you to everybody that sends us. Nobody has to send us gifts. Nobody has to write us kind emails. And people do that all the time. And it's so inspiring. And it keeps us going. And it's lovely. So appreciated. And speaking for myself, when I say keeps us going, yes, the podcast. But also, like, as a human being, it keeps me going. Yes. I I just appreciate it so much. It's, I don't know, it makes me feel loved and I appreciate it. Totally. We've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, this podcast, it's such a weird thing because there's no location specifics about it. Mm -hmm. So our listeners who contact us or or communicate with us they've become our friends yes and live all over all over the world (laughs) and legitimately i'm like oh if i ever visit here i gotta go see so-and-so if i ever visit here i gotta go see so-and-so and it's like that's the coolest thing ever i've never been exposed to that sort of like I guess access to people I would have no reason to meet other than we have this like common time we get together every week. Mm -hmm. And I, Jessica and I be goofy, but we always feel like we're being goofy with you guys. Exactly. And it's kind of amazing. I don't know. I just love it. Which I guess could be the transition into this first thing on our outline for today. Sure. Isn't it crazy that we actually do have a format and still we have four hour shows? (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I'm going to do something that is often left out these days from the top. You guys, real quick, please find us at the Rants and Raves podcast on Instagram and Facebook, on Twitter yeah. at raves underscore the. Email us directly at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com or through the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. 
Thank you. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah, please. please do reach out. Like, we're not being like, oh, my God, we haven't seen you in so long. I really miss you. You going to do lunch next with some coffee? <laughs> and then we never speak again. We really mean it. Do contact yes. us. Hit us up. And um, we've had a nice wave of people writing in recently. So, again, keep it coming. Yeah. Anything at all that you want to send is great. And we've used all of it. So, thank oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Which brings me to, I'm going to read a really lovely letter from a, a listener. Mm -hmm. Hello, Jessica and Dana. Thank you for your absolutely delightful podcast. It helps me laugh through my days. I'm just a little behind in listening and have just finished the episode with the corner about the lady who used her nasty thong in all caps as a face mask in no. all caps. <laughs> vomiting noises that <laughs> in parentheses vomiting noises oh my god no it was also the episode where the lovely dana very bravely shared about her mental and emotional health struggles and having to temporarily go off her medication i just want to say thank you so much for sharing you have no idea how much i needed to hear that i am currently in the worst and most intense mental health battle of my life i'm 36 and feel i am literally fighting for my life i am on medication now thank god and i'm in therapy for my depression and anxiety good for you mm -hmm. um and an additional targeted treatment for my cptsd Oh, boy. The treatment is called EMDR, if you're interested in learning about it, and it is absolutely amazing. I have heard of EMDR before, and a lot of people, it mm -hmm. really, really helps them. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I also have an incredibly supportive husband aw, who is doing everything in his power to help me through this horrible time. Oh, kudos to all the husbands out yes. there. I was back at work yesterday, my first day back in over five weeks, yikes, and was listening to your podcast. Dana's sharing nearly brought me to tears in a good way. It felt so wonderful to be reminded that I am truly not alone. Thank you so much for sharing, Dana. I will continue to fight as I know you will too. We are warriors. Yes. Feel free to share my email on the podcast as I know many others are struggling too and need to be reminded that they are absolutely not alone. Thank you so much for that letter. Uh, yes. And we wanted to read it because that's not the only messages we got like mm -hmm. that. And we just want everyone to know, you know, I told <laughs> Jessica, like, <laughs> I got very nervous about sharing that. And I sure. was scared that I did something that's going to make me look crazy or whatever. And it's you guys reaching out that really brought me peace about that because mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I'm not the only one experiencing this. I mean, sure. what we as human beings have experienced all over the world this year is traumatic mm -hmm. for our children, for us. It just is. We've never experienced this and we're not alone. You are not alone if you're struggling in any way. You are definitely not alone. And please reach out or, yes. you know listen to i mentioned the same podcasts all the time but like choiceology the happiness lab things like that it's pretty crazy how listening to that can like change your mindset up a little bit while you're doing the dishes or folding the laundry or mm -hmm. you know if you're not me going out and living in the world and doing things <laughs> but i think there's there's light at the end of the tunnel for all yes. of us like we can feel the world get it people are getting vaccinated you know the world is opening up again and mm -hmm. it's scary yeah um but also very exciting like it's it's coming so yes 
Anyway, thank you so, so, so much to anyone who's reached out to me or Jessica. And also for any of those of you who haven't reached out, you don't have to. Just know that if you ever need to, you can, Mm -hmm. I guess. So anyway, just wanted to start. And don't be afraid to ask for help. No. Hopefully there's a friend or a family member somewhere in your vicinity, or even if they're not in your vicinity, that you can reach out to. And if not, there's so many resources. Please, please take advantage of them. Dana and I both know people that have worked for various places throughout the years. And I have a friend who worked tirelessly for five years at a suicide prevention hotline. And he said as sad as the work can be said it was extremely rewarding to be able to help someone and he said i have been there myself at one point so it's really amazing and people do know what you're going through we all love to think i'm the only one or i'm so embarrassed i remember the first time i really got deep with a therapist with some stuff where i'm like i might get arrested if i say this And it's kind of amazing and liberating when you realize there's nothing you can say that they haven't already heard. We all yeah. love to, and it's not it's not being arrogant or narcissistic, but we all love to think, well, nobody else knows this or no one else has felt this way about themselves or, but mm. they have. Yeah. Also, so don't I think be embarrassed. It is, no, I think it's a good point too. Like if you have friends and family, you can go to and share your experiences and ask for help. That's great. If you don't want anyone to know, there's also resources for that. Yes. Like no one you know has to know that you're seeking help. Yep. If if that bothers you. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, then you can go to your friends and family. But like there's right. there's help for for anyone. Yes. You're not alone. And um these are trying times and it's not weird that we're all right. struggling yep. in one way or another. Totally. It just, it's just reality right now for mm-hmm. everyone. I don't care how tough you are. Like I generally think of myself as like whatever. I came up in the place where it's like, yeah, you work hard, things get rough, you pull your boots straps up and you keep on walking. Right. You know, and if you if you if your problem is you cut off your foot, well, you hop along, you make it work. Yeah. You know, totally. Your car broke down. Well, flap your arms and get to walking down the road. <laughs> uh, if you do it hard enough, you might take flight and get there a few minutes faster. That's right. And who knows? You get hungry, grab a couple fistfuls of weeds. You're going to help somebody mow their yard. There you go. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. We all win. Uh, now shut up and get busy. <laughs> but we don't have to be that way. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. <laughs> anyway. Great. <laughs> Good job, Dana. Nice transition. <laughs> okay. Should I go on into the first rant? Yes, please do. All right, here we go. So this is a rant from a listener. Hello, lovelies. I have a three-part rant for you. (laughs) (laughs) For context, my husband and I got married in August 2020, and we have a beautiful son, my stepson, who is almost six. It starts with how people need to stop asking you if you're pregnant or when you're going to get pregnant. In parentheses, this listener put, hit up my fave AWP episode 11 for a beautiful Dana rant about this topic. So (laughs) AWP was my uh, very first podcast, absolute worst podcast with our friend Allison Royer. 
And we hit on this real hard because it's so unacceptable to me. A hundred percent. There's the problem of unnecessarily calling out people's weight in a rude ass way. Yes. But then you also have the unnecessary guilt or hurt you could unknowingly be adding to women who have been trying to get pregnant or are dealing with infertility problems. My husband and I had been trying for months to get pregnant after we got married. And every time someone would ask when we were going to have more kids, it would break a piece of me on the inside. Mm. Oh, that makes me sad. Now we are currently nine weeks pregnant and it has been a bitch of a time. These past three weeks have been straight from hell and I have been vomiting nonstop and I'm on medication that drastically reduced it, but I'm still throwing up three to five times a day. I can so relate. When I was barely six months pregnant, I thought I was so cool because I hadn't gotten morning sickness or anything. Mm -hmm. I hit about six months pregnant and I vomited at least six or seven times a day till the day he came. It was the I puked on myself in the car. I puked in bushes in public. I mean, I just puked everywhere. So I know how horrible that is. Ugh. So part two of this rant is for all the people, specifically the men who have told me that it will get better or that it was not as bad for them. Thank you, Gwendolyn, for informing me that you've only threw up once during your entire pregnancy and that after 13 weeks, your nausea went away. That is clearly not my journey. And knowing that does nothing to help me or make me feel better. And if another man tells me that, oh, that phase only lasts for a little while, you'll be you'll feel fine soon. I swear I will slap someone. Don't a man ever tell us how things are going to be when you don't grow babies in your body. Okay. Okay. You don't have a period every month. (laughs) Don't you tell me about a tummy ache. You don't know a tummy ache. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Now, if you're passing gallstones, I'm going to feel bad for you. Okay. (laughs) Other than that, shut up. What would actually help is if someone said, I am so sorry, is there anything I can do or get you? Oh, yes. Or give me any tips for getting through this. Absolutely. Part three of this pregnancy rant is for all the people who have made comments about me finally getting to be an actual actual mom or knowing what motherhood is like because fuck you. Uh, yeah, fuck you. I have been a mom to my stepson, son. For years now, I came into his life before he was two, and he has been calling me mom on his own. I wasn't even there the first time he referred to me Mm. as his mom. Cry face emoji. Since he was three years old, he's almost six. Of course she was a mother. Yep. He is the one who corrects people when they refer to me by my name instead of calling me his mom. Precious. I have raised him and taught him and loved him as my own this whole time. And it just stings when people still don't realize that I'm a mom to him. Stepmoms are moms. Period. All caps. I mean, that's facts. That's facts. Sorry that it was super long, but this has been on my mind constantly throughout my pregnancy. I love you both so much, and I'm so thankful for this podcast every week. Okay, you know what? First of all, congratulations. Yes. I'm sorry that you feel so yucky. I'm not going to tell you it might go away because it might not. Right. (laughs) 
But what I can tell you is it's worth it. Um, also, what I want to say is I'm so glad that this person wrote in because I do feel like the conversation about struggles with pregnancy mm -hmm. and getting pregnant or miscarriages or things like that is becoming a much more open topic for women. Yes. And I think it's thanks to people sharing just uh -huh. like this to people like our very good friend, Molly Hockey, yes. who started a journey, a very public journey of trying to get pregnant and finding a donor as a um, single mother by choice. Like she correct. wanted to have a baby. She knew she wanted to have a baby. Mm -hmm. You know, sadly, this journey has been very rough for her and there's been some loss. It is something that as women, we do need to be okay talking about. Yes. And when we have a friend that is struggling with infertility or is pregnant and having a hard time, just check in on them. Yep. Because the other thing that people, and I think probably, I mean, whatever, I'm assuming I'm not a man, I can't speak for them, but I think that men don't realize also the hormonal yeah. fluctuation that happens in a woman's body. That's a physical thing that can affect us both physically and mentally. Yes. Right. So don't ask people anything about whether they're pregnant, when they're going to have kids, if they want kids, if they don't, why not? That is none of your GD business. Stay out of it. You don't know what kind of triggers are yep. there for that person. It is none of your business. I don't care if you are their mother. Correct. You can You can kindly come and say, hey, let's talk about this. And if they want to, they can. But they don't have to answer to anyone. If you don't want to have children, don't have children. You don't have to. This is your life and you're going to do what you want. Yep. If you want to have children and you're struggling, I'm so sorry. I have had so many friends that are battling the same thing mm -hmm. and it's nobody's fault. Sometimes it's physical. You know, there are people who have said, you know, once I calmed down, my body calmed down. I don't understand all the voodoo that goes into all this. <laughs> I mean, it's like nature voodoo for real. Mm -hmm. I don't. And all I know is kindness matters. Yep. Kindness matters. So don't be telling. Also, ladies, can I please? Jessica, I'm sorry. I feel like I've taken this over. I'm sorry, women, but I'm going to a little bit angrily, but kindly ask if you have had a baby, do not walk around and tell your pregnant friends or your friends trying to get pregnant about how terrible it was and every horrible malady that you suffered or on the flip side, how easy it was and how you delivered in an hour and a half and your vagina didn't even get stretched out. Well, good for you. This listener is right. None of those stories are helping anybody. No. If anyone says to you, I want to hear the details, the good, the bad, and the ugly about your experience, then you have permission to say. Yes. But don't you be wielding it like your sword and shield, like you're some Joan of Arc out there telling everybody how it is, okay? Keep your mouth shut. Don't scare people. Don't act like you had it worse than anybody, even if you did. Mind your business. Exactly. Am I wrong? No. Mind I, your business. That is I, emotional landmines for people. Yeah. I oh. have a lot to say about this, but you've please. pretty much covered it. No, no please no, no, go. No, no, no. Please. We're all good. Because it is perfectly okay for people to want to have children. It's perfectly okay for people to not want to have children. It is not okay for you to ask somebody if they're pregnant just because they're fluffy you know, somebody asked or me. Or just had a baby. And by just, I mean, within the last six months to a year. And Correct. everybody's body changes differently. And a lot of people look like they're still fully pregnant. 
for several months afterwards. I've had so many friends be crushed by that. Oh, God. Or sometimes, too, because they've lost a child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. You do not know what you're walking into. Keep your mouth shut. Yep. And we also, Dana and I had talked about this, you know, nowadays, too, as far as adoption, how many people that want to be parents and just they want a child, right? So a lot of people have children from other countries and other parts of the world or even just from the U.S. but aren't the same race as them. So you can't make assumptions. Mm-mm. Also, a lot of people have children later in life now. Yeah. So doesn't mean it's their grandma or their aunt. Maybe mm-hmm. it is their mother and maybe she is 45. You know what I mean? With a mm-hmm. kid in the same class where most of the parents are in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. There's so many no. different factors now for children and caregivers and just don't make the assumption. My God, it doesn't and mean you have to walk on eggshells, but be respectful. Just be respectful about what's your business and what's not. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Uh, also, I just want to revisit with you because you have this experience of like a stepmom. It. Mm-hmm. I never had a stepmom. Like my parents were married my whole mm-hmm. life. I know I'm super, super lucky. Um, but I can't imagine if I did not feeling like they were my mother. Like you can't just assume that someone's not a mother and doesn't know what motherhood is and doesn't know the feelings that a mother would feel because they didn't birth a child. That Correct. does not matter. Giving Well, birth- they might have birthed a child. My, my stepmother had my stepbrother before my dad and her were married. Right. But- and I mean, he is my brother. I consider him my brother. We have no blood relation. But yeah, she had her son and then my dad had me and my brother Michael who passed and the three of us Michael and Adam were the same age and I mean it was kind of amazing like yeah we all loved each other and got along and they are 100% my fit we always tell people that it's like no it's not step or it's not not really fit or any of that crap like they are a hundred percent my family yes. and have been for much longer than they haven't. I mean, they got married when I was in fifth grade. So they've yeah. been a part of my life since I was a, a child and yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. So, yeah, I mean, we won't go too far into this because uh, we'll be here all night. But yeah. I, I've also experienced the flip side. So I have had a step parent was a stepfather that I was not fond of and we'll just leave it at that right that can also happen too (laughs) I guess more to the point of like I had a friend that came into a situation where there were children from a previous marriage Mm -hmm. and she did not have children yet Mm -hmm. she does at this point was constantly told you wouldn't understand you're not a mother Uh uh-huh it's that's not cool not cool so anyway we'll move on what a wonderful letter. Yes. I'm sorry you feel yucky. And I'm not going to tell you when it's going to end because nobody knows. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, definitely. If you need somebody to run and get you some Sprite, just call them up. Right? A hundred percent. Or some pickles. Yes. It may not be pickles, but oftentimes it is. So you Well, know for, what? Me, for me, it was mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese from El Pollo Loco. Oh. El Pollo Loco. anyway that was a it was not too long it was a wonderful letter it addressed some excellent yes excellent things and thank you very much thank you indeed okay so this rant 
Man, this is, <laughs> I'm going to really show my age because Aunt Jessica is getting older by the minute <laughs> and getting real irritated at the kind of shit that even just a few years ago, I'd get really annoyed with my dad or just people in general that were I'm like, oh my God, when did you get so ornery or why are you so upset or fixated on this? It's not a big deal or get over it. Them complaining about service, customer uh, service. Right. Well, well, now I'm that person. I okay. Know. And when I say that person, I mean, I love to get riled up about it and make a big stink and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And I never blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I took a picture of the manager and regional manager's info two days ago. I've yet to start the email to them. And let's face it, I probably won't. Where? A large coffee chain. We'll just leave wow. it Wow. Okay. okay. Drama. So <laughs> this is a rant that I wrote in to myself. Okay, oh. everyone. <laughs> I wish you could see. <laughs> How proud she is of herself. I wish you could see. Okay. Let's continue. Young employees standing around, moving at a snail's pace, and totally engrossed in their conversations, so much to the point of having zero urgency and or regard for customers being there. Not only should their focus be on customers and their surroundings, but you stop personal chit-chat once customers are in your place of business. One of my biggest pet peeves in all my years as a manager in retail was having to repeatedly go over that rule slash philosophy over and over with employees. Say hello. Look someone in the eye. Let them know you're aware and acknowledge their presence. And if they walk up to the counter, they are clearly ready to place an order, make a return, ask a question, or purchase something. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? I was at a Starbucks. Yeah, there I said it with my <laughs> husband this weekend. And six young employees were all standing there talking, giggling, and anything else you can think of other than saying hi or can I help you. God, this makes me so mad and I am becoming more and more of an old curmudgeon every single day. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. A little bit you're an old curmudgeon. <laughs> A little bit. You're right, Jessica. Dana, six people? Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I am not like, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not that person. <laughs> right. But we walked up and also Alan is so chill. Like it takes a lot to get him ruffled, feathered at all. Uh-huh. I'm kind of like zero to a hundred. It doesn't take much these days. <laughs> right. Because right. a I just can't deal with straight up inconsiderate behavior or just plain dumb ass behavior. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh man, I'm getting really riled up. I know, I can tell. But I'm telling you, there was six kids here all laughing. And by the way, it's not like they were restocking, which they sure as hell could have been doing, or grinding more <laughs> beans for the next customer. And you know what? Yes, I really, I'm going to even go so off the rails here. So you may have to bring me back. Simone Biles, the amazing multi-gold medal winning gymnast who is going to be in Tokyo. She's 21. She's like, yeah, I'm like the old maid of the gymnastics world. That, or right. Excuse me. I think she's 24. Still. Okay. Oh, my God. So young. 
she, I was watching an interview with her recently and it was amazing because she's also kind of known for helping change the face and bring light to all the effed up stuff that was going on in that gymnastics world. And she said, yeah, I'm here to tell you that you can work really hard and still be a champion and still try your hardest and still be an amazing athlete and have fun and share a laugh with your teammates on the sidelines once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I, that is just like really resonated with me in general. I'm like, God, that's such a great point. And it's true. It's like, of course there needs to be some levity and my God, everyone needs to laugh and have a break, mm-hmm. but y'all there's a time and a place there is. Mm-hmm. And I'm and sorry. It's when not, you- it's not when Jessica walks up to the coffee camera. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. No, it's not. (laughs) They were all there. And this is the thing. Multiple people, I would have been equally annoyed, let me tell you, if they just all had their backs turned. Uh But I think all but one was facing us. And I'm sorry, unless you can't see at all, Uh you saw us there. And I know they did because a few people glanced over. And we just stood there and we stood there. And I kept thinking, I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be calm. I'm not going to say anything. And then finally, Alan's like, hello. Yeah. Because it's like, I wanted to say, are you stupid? I mean, I was ready to lose my mind. I am bad because I get so hateful about it. But in this way, I would have been like, hey, do any of you guys work here? That's what I would have done. (laughs) Jessica. I am going to do some, what kind of therapy, some role play therapy with you right okay. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am the six kids that work at Starbucks that mm-hmm. did not greet you. Mm-hmm. What would you like to say to them? Just take it all out on me. Oh my God. Hi, I'm here from HR and you guys clearly haven't gotten your proper training. Just kidding. I'm a customer that you just ignored. And let me tell you something. You better get your act <laughs> And start paying attention and look someone in the eye and acknowledge a human being when they're here. Is that too hard for you to do? If so, maybe you need to get another job. Oh, I'm sorry. Every job requires that. Now make me my mocha. Hi, welcome to Starbucks. Can I take your order? That's how much they care. That's how much they care. Your blood pressure went up. And she went, welcome to Starbucks. Can I take your honor? Oh, my God. (laughs) Another reason why I am so furious about it, I go to Starbucks, okay? I do. I also love tiny coffee shops. I love coffee, people. If it's coffee's around, I'm I'm going. (laughs) Starbucks, I have to say, usually has really great customer service. They actually do. You're right. They usually do. Yeah, they're friendly. They move things along. I mean... I've been to some where I'm like, wow, this is a well-oiled machine, right? For sure, yeah. So I was really turned off and annoyed that I'm like, again, all of you are this done. Like, there's not one of you that would be that person that like, steps who's, out. Who's, like, who's the manager in this yeah, six pile? Exactly. <laughs> like, there's not someone that's kind of the supervisor. There has to be. Has to be. Yeah. Otherwise, that eight four six two manager at Starbucks.com is going to get a letter from me. Okay, I don't want to add fire to the flame. <laughs> but, but you want to see the letter? No. <laughs> I don't want to like keep upsetting you, but I I do have some fire some 
That's that is Dragon Dana getting ready to blow some fire on your fire. I have noticed a definite uptick in and I don't know if it's a pandemic thing or just a lifestyle thing going to pick something up and someone being on their AirPod telephone. Uh huh. I'm not saying that like an old lady. I'm saying they were on the phone, but on their AirPods. No, it's beyond. Holding their phone. Uh And they have a conversation looking me dead in the eye the entire time they check me out with another person. They're conversing with another person. Now, back when I was a kid and I worked at old (laughs) Montgomery Wards, we weren't allowed to have phone conversations. Now, the cell phone didn't exist. But if I had picked up that old telephone and just decided to call my boyfriend and talk about what was going to have for dinner while I was selling the elastic slacks, I'd have lost my job. Oh my God. Dana, not only before cell phones existed, but even once they did, it was never Allowed anywhere I work, of you're course, still not anywhere I work on your phone while you're working. Your phone was supposed to be in your locker. And you know yeah. what? If there was, God forbid, an emergency, that is the only time one of your loved ones should be calling a gap to ask if Jessica's there. God yeah. forbid. Yeah. For something, it's an emergency. Otherwise, when you take your break, you can go outside and look at your phone to your heart's content. It's, it's so like, inappropriate to be on the phone. Tr- it so is because what if I had a question? Also, when someone like, when would walk I- into my store, I'd always say, Yes, yes. And I'd usually, if the person was still talking, I would cover it so they wouldn't think I'm being rude and all this. I'd cover the phone and I'd say, Hi, I'm sorry. I'll be right I'll be with, with you. With Just you. give me a minute. Exactly. I've acknowledged you and I'm on a work call. They don't hear me going back to going, So what did you say about that philodendron? I can't believe it's 12 inches high already, Dana. Yes. No, I was like, What time will the rug be delivered? You said it would be here two weeks ago. Yeah. Man, and I'm let's really just angry. set the record straight. I do not call Jessica and talk about my philodendron <laughs> growth. I don't. I promise. You know what? If I had a place of business that I was going to, then you could. But it better be <laughs> on my cell phone and not on the business line, Dana. <laughs> no, but you know what? You did make a good point, And it's a sad point, And I won't go down this rabbit hole. But I do think part of it maybe is pandemic and that's just sad reality where i'm like oh younger people who doesn't mean they can't get covid obviously but are less susceptible to the harsh effects of it right that doesn't mean they can't don't think i'm being some ignoramus thing you're like well you're young you should be out there working (laughs) i just think those uh younger people are the ones who took essential worker jobs once they opened up or a lot of places had an influx where they may have kept their staff for the most part, but now they need people to do the shopping, the pulling, if you will, to then do curbside pickups and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. But also I'm like, you know what? No, I can't handle it. Some of the younger people I worked with over the last 10 years, even let's say, I remember one time I walked to the back, I was in the front of the store and I said, Oh, I'm sorry. Do you need something to do? Because she was literally reclined, like sitting in a chair, like a nicely upholstered chair with her feet up on the work table and was Mm -hmm. reading a book. And I Mm -hmm. almost lost my mind. She's like, oh, well, I finished everything. I said, 
and it didn't cross your mind to a take some initiative and do, do something, something else, else yeah. or ask me because I promise you I have a hundred things I can give you to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Here's another rant from Aunt Jessica. <laughs> No, it's a good one. It's a good one. That's unacceptable. Oh, boy. I also would like to revisit how you pronounce. This is another uh, Jessica's one way and Dana's different. <laughs> <laughs> when you talked about ornery, how, or, how ornery somebody, not to be ornery, I think you said. <laughs> I say, I say ornery. Oh. You say ornery. And I say Henri. You say O-N-R-Y, which sounds like a friend's ex-husband's name. Oh, it does. Henri. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of that. (laughs) People are like, what are they talking about right now? Oh, boy. Um, Anyway, let's move on. Are you ready for a cleansing breath? Oh, yeah, I am. (laughs) So we like to rant out the silly things that we know overall are not that big a deal. We're just looking for some normalcy trying to get trying to flush out some of this frustration uh-huh. we're gonna breathe it out and then fill up with some goodness so take Indeed. a deep breath in and that was probably my most quiet exhale ever i think it was mine too but it felt good it was to try to ground myself so thank you yeah you look for bringing grounded. me back down mm-hmm you look good. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, let's get on into corners. I think yeah, I'm up first. Yeah. Yes. I have a what the what corner. <laughs> this is so good. It's ridiculous. Man sits in bean dip for 24 hours to promote a California restaurant. No. <laughs> Even David this Blaine is- wouldn't do that. Yeah, well. That now, come on, David Blaine would too. Yes, he would. He'd sit in a frozen cube of bean dip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is from March 10th. UPI. What's UPI? Uh, United Press or something. I don't know. I don't know. I love how I try to, anytime someone asks me what an acronym is, that takes some kind of nerve that I'm like, I think it's United Parcels Incorporated. <laughs> You really have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, well, good guess. Good guess. A California stuntman spent 24 hours sitting in a pool of bean dip <laughs> to promote a Los Angeles area restaurant that has suffered oh losses from the COVID-19 pandemic. Hunter <laughs> Ray Barker. Oh, three banger. Hunter Ray mm-hmm. Barker said he climbed into the waiting pool filled with bean dip outside Los Toros Mexican restaurant in Chatsworth at 3 p.m. on Monday because he wanted to support the restaurant, which he described as one of his favorites for years. Okay, Baker's 24-hour tenure in the pool coincided with a block party at the eatery. Oh, boy. Not the mm-hmm. time for a block party. Which featured the stuntman receiving a tattoo of the restaurant's logo while sitting in the dip. There is all kinds of germ problems. What is happening? Okay. Oh, God. Obviously, a stunt like this is ridiculous. It's absurd. It's wild. But as with any stunt, I'm always in favor of something that edges on the side of absurdity. If it can celebrate and at least make a couple of people laugh. I'm sorry. A tattoo Mm -mm. to make people laugh? No, thank you. Uh, No. Like, didn't 
wait, who was it? Steve-O from Jackass S- that got a back life-size tattoo of himself on his back. Yes. And he also uh-huh. got a smiley face tattoo on his arm while they were riding in a Jeep through a, oh, yeah. a bumpy. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> if we can get more attention and turn a few more people into lifelong customers, that's what I love about it too. Okay. But he doesn't have any ownership in this. No. <laughs> this restaurant, I think oh. it's lovely that he's supporting it, but right? ooh, that's like uh, when the you... tattoo is unnecessary. There was something uh, else. Oh, I want to know: Did he purchase these beans from the restaurant to support them? Because if he just went to Costco and got giant cans, like barrels of beans, oh my god, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I need to know, did you pay for the beans from Los Toros, Hunter Ray Barker? Because that would be supporting the restaurant. They don't care if you're going to die with a skin flap of their logo. That is not good for their eatery business. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the thing that I'm the most horrified by is it says bean dip. That means it's not a dry substance. It's wet. And I can tell you, I remember going whitewater rafting up north in the American River, and I was in a wetsuit for about six hours. Uh And let me tell you something. You feel kind of dry because the wetsuit keeps you warm to a a large degree. Uh Well, when you peel that seal skin off, Uh you feel like your skin is molting. Okay. (laughs) You're not, you can't have something wet against your skin. That's why like you need to change a baby and put some powder or whatever you do these days to help keep them dry. You can't keep. Well, and I don't care what (sighs) he's definitely couldn't have had a wetsuit on. Right. Did he say he had a wetsuit? No, he was just in an old t-shirt and Bahama jam shorts. You know, he was so gross. And I'm sorry, but when you go to the beach, you get sand in places you don't want it. This guy, <laughs> for deaf, has bean dip covered balls. Like he's, it's peeling off in the shower when he showered. Oh my it's God. Bean flakes coming off this man's body. <laughs> you tell me how many people want to eat after thinking about. That man skin soaking in bean dip. I don't. And yeah, I promise it you, if I, went, hungry. if I went to that restaurant and saw him in it, I'd go, ooh, is that the bean dip? And then I'd never want to see or smell it again. Yeah. And then they'd be like, don't worry. This wacko didn't even buy the beans from us. <laughs> Hunter Barker, Ray, Ray, Ray. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what a crazy person. I understand. So bringing, crazy. I mean, I guess he did it. He did what he wanted. He brought, he got attention. He brought people joy. And yes, I mean, have I enjoyed making fun of his, his bean balls? Yes. <laughs> It's a great alliteration. I love it. Bean balls. <laughs> oh, my word, Dana. Oh, my God. Okay. To answer your question, uh-huh. UPI, I wasn't so far off, is United Press International. <laughs> I love that you're so proud Not United that you Parcels Incorporated. <laughs> you weren't too far off, Jessica. That's like... <laughs> United. That's the most important thing. We were together on one of the three words. It's better to be one third of the way right than to be all the way wrong. Right? 
<laughs> I guess. I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of scenarios where it's like, oh no, uh-uh. That's hilarious. <laughs> not, <laughs> that's not okay. Well, let me tell you something. My corner also comes from UPI because they were chock full of, of some, some great news. news. Also, I have to tell you, because a lot of times, trust me, it's from my home state. But this week, I had a lot of deciding to do because there was a lot of articles from people in Missouri. Oh, boy. Okay. This oh. one is a great one. And this is a ray of hope. And you're going to tell your family to do the same after you hear this. Okay. okay. This is an, oh, wow, coroner. <laughs> this is by Ben Hooper, by the way. And this happened merely days ago on March 12th. Mm. A Missouri man said he had a well-timed phone call to thank for leading him to the scratch-off lottery ticket that earned him a $2 million jackpot. Off a scratcher? Uh-huh. Whoa. Now, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce the city correct, so you can correct me. Rudy Mendez of Forestal, Forestal? told Missouri lottery officials he was driving in Fenton when he received a phone call. So he pulled over at the on-the-run convenience store to answer it safely. Uh, hold on. I need to take pause. There's a convenience store called On the Run in Missouri. Oh, that sounds very normal. The convenience store <laughs> I visited... On the Run? Be, listen, used to be called Get In Go... Get and Stop go it. with an apostrophe but, in. Get uh -huh. and go. Uh huh. Uh -huh. But they sold. Um, they were sold to come and go. Excuse me. K U M. Nope. No. 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 Uh. Uh. You no, can't tell me. Everyone is not thinking. Oh, this is the place they're laughing about it. Obviously, we go pick up our gum. We jerk off and we go. <laughs> I cannot. Every time somebody is fleeing from some crime or with a person that they shouldn't have or be with. Okay. They're stopping at a convenience store most of the time to either rob it for money, grab drinks, snacks, oh, get yeah. some essentials because they always at least have something where you're like holy shit they do have bungee cord here something random oh, and sure. weird a trucker hat i'm a big fan of treating myself to a new hat when i'm on the road and i guess oh. if i was in missouri on the run yeah also also real good place to find a good coyote and moon and stars t-shirt <laughs> oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah perfect actually if you've never uh, pulled over to a pilot like that's my dad's on... favorite. So my dad's favorite to stop. <laughs> I mean, I was on a road trip once you and we had a van. Yes, we yeah. had a van with a uh, DVD player. You best believe I bought Uncle Buck at a pilot. <laughs> they have everything there. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> the picture you just painted. I just imagine you living in a van with a DVD player, going and buying from the five dollar bucket of DVDs at every yes. convenience Sh showering at pilot. They've got shower stalls for the truckers. Oh, yes, yeah. and they call your number, and then you buy a copy of cocktail, and you're on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the way that you use it. 
or is that the color of money? <laughs> I, I just picture know. Tom Cruise moving and shaking. Oh yeah, and that neon light. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Mendez said he went into the store and bought a scratch-off lottery ticket. So again, just to recap, because we love to go off the rails here. Sorry, yeah. The man got a call and he pulled over. Who By the way, him? don't be. Um, that, that remains to be seen, but maybe he should give them part of the money. But he called and like a good citizen, he pulled over because you're not supposed to drive and have your phone in your hand. And he clearly doesn't have Bluetooth or maybe he does. And he still wanted to just focus. That's a safe driver. And I appreciate it, sir. Okay. He pulled over, went in, bought a scratch off lottery ticket. I went inside and picked up a ticket. Mendez said, I won something on that one and then went back inside and picked up another one. Mendez's second ticket, a 200x The Money Game, earned him a $2 million top prize. I thought it was $200, he said. Then I moved my thumb and quickly got off the phone. Wait, Mendes, how much was it? $2 million. He thought it was 200 Oh, my God. Okay. He went back in the store a third time to scan the ticket and verified that he had indeed won the jackpot. The winner said he and his wife, Robin, are now deciding what to do with the jackpot. Wow. Two hundred million. I mean, but this 200, is all also... two hundred million or two. I'm million? sorry. Two million. <laughs> This is where I kept getting confused. I know. I guess he confused an M with a zero. Not sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, I would be over the moon if I won $200 on a Same. Off. Are you kidding like, me? Like ecstatic. 2000 which someone I know recently did, I'd be like, hell yes. <laughs> but two million wow let me and tell who, you something who's trying to help him decide him and his wife is that what it said yes yeah it's cool i have a friend who's her husband's uncle won the lottery in florida this was a good 20 years ago 20 or 25 years ago uh -huh. he won a lot of money and he never had children of his own mm. so that man paid for his nieces and nephews to go to college Aww, i love that that to me is absolutely beyond right that's so, my that is my goal like i want to be able to send all of our boys to college and mm -hmm, my nieces mm -hmm. and um except one of my nephews is supposed to start college next year and i'm still not rich <laughs> so i think i failed oh, I may have no. i've got a few more months Oh, come on, TV show. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right? No whammies, no whammies. No whammies. <laughs> I got like 64 days, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I hope it happens for you. And I hope that sometime you just go, you know what? I'm just feeling it today. Because feeling seriously. What? Oh, stopping and getting it. Yeah. Like that was a, I never a total do that. fluke. 
It's not yeah. like he said, I've been playing every day of my life, as some people do. I've been yeah. playing every day or every week for the last 50 years, which I, I hope do. that man would win too, or lady, but my God. I used to have an uncle that, um, so you guys know I have a huge, 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 huge family, right? Mm-hmm. And every year at Christmas, he would buy all of the kids and each couple or each adult, whatever, a scratcher ticket for Christmas. Aww. And it was so fun because we would all be together and we'd all do it together. And yep. you'd hear somebody go, I want $10. Right. Like, we would get so excited yes. for them. <laughs> So I've won like $2. Like that's okay. been my big win. It's like you won too. So I have a confession. Mm-hmm. I won't take long on this because I probably should be ashamed of myself. Okay. I am a lottery purchaser to scratcher mm-hmm. hater sometimes because I get so angry when I go into a convenience store and I just want to buy my monster. It's all I want in and out. Just want my monster drink two for two. And people are scratching them. They're scratching at the counter. They're turning in there. They have a stack of lotto power balls that they just need to check the number. I get (sighs) so huffy and hateful. Me too. About, lottery professionals so i'm just gonna be honest i (laughs) I swear to you i'm the same way it's like i need to literally buy a bottle of water and i'm gonna have to stand here for 10 minutes it makes me insane it's like the woman that comes and i get why she does it but if you have more than six coupons i hate you yep Also, I I have had people turn around, men and women, and say, hey, just FYI, I have a ton of coupons. You might want to find another line. That I appreciate. And I say, thank you. And I move along. Yeah. Because it is good what they're doing. I get it. Although I guess you can't relate that to scratchers, really. I don't know what connection I put there. Just these are different times I'm hateful, guys. That's basically what that was. (laughs) But I digress. Let's move on. Bringing it into the upswing positive side. Yes, yes. So I'm up first for raves, yes? Yeah. All right. So I'm up first for raves. This rave is LA tackles homelessness with tiny homes. I love this. I can't wait to get into it and read Mm -hmm. it because I actually was out and about with Dan Tipton this weekend, we had an appointment to go to, and it was interesting. It's been such a long time since I have not been the one driving if I'm mm-hmm. out, because mm-hmm. we don't just like go out for fun anymore where I get chauffeured by my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just looking around, I guess with a sharper eye, and you know, the homelessness problem in Los Angeles is so heartbreaking and so huge. And I think because we've all been locked away in our homes as much as we could for the last year, we're starting to come out and go, oh my God, right? Like they, yes. there are encampments and things in places that there never have been before. Yes. So it's a major, major problem here. I don't know if it is so much everywhere, but anyway, let me get into this. A colorful mm. village of 40 tiny homes opened up in Los Angeles earlier this month. While each 64 foot square unit can only hold one to two people, the project as a whole is a huge step forward when it comes to solving one of the city's biggest crises, homelessness. The Chandler Boulevard Bridge Home Village, as it is officially named, was designed and built in just 13 weeks 
by Lair Architects and the city's Bureau of Engineering, according to a press release. Located in North Hollywood, it is Los Angeles's latest effort in providing shelter to its homeless population. It is managed by the Hope of the Valley Rescue Mission and is currently filled to capacity since its February 2nd opening. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Without each, question. Each tiny home has two beds, heat, air conditioning, windows, a small desk, electrical outlets, and a front door. There are also larger module units on site where residents can find collective dining and gathering spaces, pet play areas, showers, restrooms, laundry services, and storage options. Case management, housing navigation, mental health, and job training and placement services will be provided too. God, this is a miracle. Yeah. What's particularly unique about this village is its take on the tiny home trend, as well as its striking color palette. The city tapped Washington-based builder Palette Shelter to supply the shelters. The company specializes in creating durable, portable, and affordable shelters for those without a home. It has helped set up a number of similar model communities like this in California, as well as in a few other states across the country. This was the city's first time working with Palette. As for the colors, Laird Architects carefully selected shades of red, white, blue, yellow, and orange. In projects like these, design matters to uplift residents and respectfully complete and enhance this neighborhood, the firm noted in a press release. Shelters of the same color were grouped together to create a coherent sense of village. Meanwhile, the colors used on the grounds aimed to give each shelter individuality. Chandler Boulevard was built upon an abandoned and oddly shaped infill lot that previously would have been overlooked because of its awkward shape. However, by opting for tiny shelters instead of large trailers, the city was able to efficiently use the space in a beautiful way. The Hope of the Valley Rescue Mission revealed that it will be opening a larger tiny home unit in Alexandria Park, Los Angeles this April. This new community will have 103 homes and 200 beds. I love that. Yes. I love and it. The pictures so are really cool. This was uh, through House Beautiful, which is one of my favorite fantasy publications. I mean, House Beautiful is like the, you know, high design, if you will, for home right. decor from and companies from around the world. So I loved that. I follow House Beautiful. I love that uh, this article came to be through them. Yes, it's by it was on House Beautiful and it was written by Kelly Corbett. Yeah, just so cute. And, you know, having a space to call your own and having it be attractive to like, that's so uplifting. Mm -hmm. All I know is like, it's a major problem here. I'm sure it's a problem. Other places I know in my hometown, there's a homelessness problem and it always terrifies me because their winters are not livable. They're no. not out, outside livable. Our winters to me are barely, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but I just, I just love we have to have some compassion. We don't know these people's stories. We And honestly, for me, it's like people say, well, they don't want help. You know, they're going to spend money on drugs or whatever. There's a lot of things that go into homelessness. And yeah. it's not always just wanting drugs. It's not always just not wanting to work or be lazy. Yeah, like there's, there's mental so many health factors. issues there. You know, there are people, people who fleeing are, domestic violence. Correct. Correct. I mean, my dad used to chat with and have lunch with guy at the fire department when mm -hmm. he was working, who was a former college professor and just like hit hard times, got a divorce, kind of lost his mind, lost his family and ended up homeless. Mm -hmm. Like Actually, 
No, go on. I don't mean to interrupt. No, that was the end. It's just like you don't know somebody's circumstances and why they are where they are. And again, that's a situation that's really none of your business. Yes. You know, we do kind things for fun and for free to help people out, not to expect anything in return. And just because you don't like what you think, you know, how they live or whatever doesn't make them a bad person or that they're able to fix it themselves. Everybody needs help at some point. So this was just on our news this past weekend. There was a high school student who had been noticing somebody had been living in their car for a while that he always saw, I guess, at the school parking lot, whatever. Well, he recently came to find out that it was one of his teachers. And what? This, yes, it was on our local news. And the kid raised $25,000 for this man. Wow. wow. Because he's been showing up and going in and teaching kids. And living in his car. Well, that tells you right there we need to pay our teachers. <laughs> I mean, come on. Not like we didn't even need that example to know that. No, exactly. Oy, oy, oy. But yes, it's it, this gives me some hope that they're at least trying to address start to it. address the pro- in a different way, right? And not just a band aid. Not just here's some food and water, right. but like let's try and rebuild With resources. Your lives. Yes, correct. Yes, yes. I love it. Thank you very Absolutely. much for bringing that to our attention. So this is a kind of a two in one rave because big shocker, I'm going to manage to throw some delicious food into the mix. (laughs) No, this is from a place and Dana, am I crazy? I feel like I brought you their pretzels before did i ever stop by you brought me some kind of pretzel that was delicious so this is from a place called i found out about this rave from shappy's pretzels that's s-c-h-a-p-p-y apostrophe s sorry if you don't live in the los angeles area because shappy's is just a small little local thing and they have a pop-up location right by me in studio city and then one in uh the west side of la it was so good i wanted <sighs> to like lick it and rub it all over my body so i can have the lasting smell they are so good and it's this guy from pennsylvania from philly specifically who makes these pretzels because that's like a big known thing in Philadelphia are the soft baked pretzels. So they have done a lot of different fundraisers and promotions, if you will, for charity organizations. So that makes me love them even more. And the owner of Shappy's just had a baby. So congrats to their family. So this is from the Shappy's newsletter. Thank you to everyone who donated to our family's first campaign, which is an amazing charity in Los Angeles, as an aside. We ate a lot of pretzels and raised a lot of money to provide students with the tech and resources to continue to thrive in their education from home. We are partnering for the month of March with one of our favorite and most inspiring organizations, Holton's Heroes. March is Brain Injury Awareness Month, and we plan on doing just that, bringing awareness to a cause and a charity that does wonders for kids and families affected by a post-birth brain injury. In each bag, you'll find a card with info about Holton's Heroes and a scratch-off where you can win merch and pretzels. We're thrilled to partner with Holton and the rest of the Winegrad family and all of Holton's Heroes, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. So Holton's Heroes, I absolutely love their, I don't know what you would call it, their tagline. That seems like a weird thing to say. Their um, motto. Their, their motto, their... whatever, but it says, 
holtonsheroes.org. And when you open their site, it says making brain injury, nothing more than a bad memory. Wow. And I love that play on words. My brother Adam suffered a traumatic brain injury from a near-death accident. Mm -hmm. And my mother suffered a traumatic brain injury from slipping on ice and cracking her head on the back of a truck bumper. So this is something very close to my heart. And it is something that can greatly affect you like it's again something where we say like you can't always see all disabilities and things like that Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on and someone may quote look fine normal whatever words people use and you have no idea what's going on neurologically and it can really affect their memory and their behavior and And personality and everything all of it yes Mm -hmm. so brain injuries oh my god if you ever smash your head or God forbid, think you got a concussion or you get hit or anything. Just go get it checked out. Please don't wait on that. Holton's Heroes serves the community at large by connecting children who have suffered a life-threatening post-birth brain injury with therapeutic tools and devices, enriching activities, educational information, and resources for them and their loved ones. As Holton's parents struggled to claw their way through the quagmire that is the U.S. insurance system, they were constantly being stonewalled to get help the help their son needed desperately due to out-of-touch policies, hard-to-reach insurance, I can't speak properly, (laughs) hard-to-reach insurance agents, and an unfortunate amount of unmotivated government workers. In creating Holton's Heroes, Eric and Angela Weingrad aim to help children and their families get the tools they need to improve their overall physical and emotional development in addition to their quality of life. Holton's Heroes strives to be a constant reminder to families dealing with a brain injury that they are not alone in this fight. It is this premise that drives our mission. So again, something born out of love. Parents who obviously dealt with a whole lot of, nobody wants to have to deal with the frustration of insurance and or what it takes to get someone that you care about help. Yes, It's infuriating, and I know Dana and I can both relate and have experienced that with our own families. Yeah, It's just, it sucks. It sucks. So I love that they have started this foundation and are a resource to try to help other parents that experience this, how to navigate it. And Mm -hmm. again, when there's communities built like that, I can't tell you how many of my girlfriends recently have said, I never in my life thought I'd be in some kind of mommy group. And they say their local town or their neighborhood's Facebook Mm -hmm. group for moms, they said it's helped get me through the pandemic. People giving advice, people stepping in as childcare in a pinch. Somebody, my friend needed orange blossom water, a tablespoon of it for a recipe. She goes, what the hell is orange blossom water? I've never bought that. I put it out there. And one of the ladies in the group is like, oh my God, I have it come by. And she goes, she ends up living two blocks from me. And now we're uh, friendly and talking a lot. Oh my God. You never know what will come of that. Also, a lot of people are giving you know, these buy nothing groups where people are looking, especially with kids and how easily they outgrow it. Yeah, it's great. I don't mean to get off topic. I'm just saying there is wonderful world within a community. So definitely uh, communities oftentimes are love. I mean, there's always going to be the one person who's ornery. Thank you. Great pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably you. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Whoa. Do you want to tell everybody again how to get a hold of us? Yes. Please follow us at the Rants and Raves podcast. Yes, that is case sensitive at the Rants and Raves podcast. All of those words are in the name on Instagram and Facebook. On Twitter, you can find us at raves underscore the. You can email us directly at the rants and raves podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Yay! Thank you. Listen, rate, review, subscribe. Please. I don't know what order matters. I don't think any. I don't think it does matter, but all of those things really do help us. Like we always say our listeners are right or die and we love you and appreciate Mm -hmm. it. But I feel like our listeners give us so much good content and things to learn about that. I wish we had a broader audience just to spread what you guys know. Yes. You know, we're not, listen, we're not thinking we're going to get rich and famous off a podcast. We just want everybody to hear the goodness. That's right. Um, Jessica, I really enjoy you. I really enjoy you, Dana. I like to end the show with like a point to ponder, Mm -hmm. a random fact that I've read, what shows we're watching. Are you watching anything right now? I'm really not. Um, You know what I binged last night? What? I I have not done, but I've now seen six of them. Ted Lasso. With our friend Brendan? Yes, I I've heard love he's amazing. It. It's great, you guys. It's on Apple. It's it's uh here comes Aunt Jessica. It's Apple TV, yes. Like yes. if you had an Apple TV, that was the name of the device, but also they're calling their network of streaming original content Apple TV. Correct. Highly Correct. confusing, in my yeah. humble opinion. Yes. If you have Apple TV streaming services, uh-huh. then check out Ted lasso i'm watching it on a screener i don't have apple tv um, i don't either but i do have the screener yeah Yeah. um you guys look for it and then i don't know how things go it's apple it'll probably always stay on apple maybe if you're an apple user you can rent it buy it i don't know it's the best thing i've seen in a really really long time and it's yes it's got heart i know they were nominated for stuff too it's great they won some Did stuff they? it was great oh good but it really has heart and it's a comedy but it's it's grounded like there's been some real lovely moments of poignancy where i'm like oh i wasn't expecting that okay Aww. um and yes brendan hunt that dana and i know and uh have performed with over the years uh-huh. is such a lovely person and human he is so talented so he, funny He's producing the show and he is the assistant coach to Mr. Ted Lasso, played and by Jason Sudeikis. It's it's a great show. Also, a little insider. So I did a short film with his baby mama uh, uh, a few years ago named Shannon. She is amazingly talented mm-hmm. and lovely too and they just yep. had a little baby they did it's and so the baby's exciting. so cute 
And this is like the one of the biggest career things for Brendan. It's you know, huge. Like he just had a baby. He's winning a what? Like, mm-hmm. and it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. No, just he's like, awesome. I'm yeah. I, absolutely. I'm smiling right now as we're talking about yeah. this. Also, little side note. I love me some Marcus Mumford. That's the lead singer of Mumford and Sons. Okay. Um, I've always been a big fan. He not only wrote and sings the theme song to the show that plays at the beginning during the opening, but he's the music supervisor. Mm -hmm. So all the music, and you can also tell some of the music, I'm like, oh, that's so Brendan. I love the music that is played throughout the show is great. That's so cool. Definitely, definitely highly recommend. It's a really lovely, fun show. Yay! I'm yeah. glad you had that because I had nothing. I haven't yes. been watching it. I, you guys know me. I'm re- I am eyebrow deep in plants right now, <laughs> and I am loving it. Um, did you open that little thing I gave you in a uh-huh. clear bag? Do you like your plant lady sticker? I absolutely do. We also have a listener who has sent us some stuff, and she does some amazing things. Bloom- blooming with Beck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that sticker up around my plan. I love it. Oh love yeah. It. Oh yeah. My, I don't know you guys, but there is a lot of articles coming out about pandemic plant parents and mm-hmm. how plants are therapy and people talking, you know, we said who, who saved who is Dana saving the plants or are they saving her? No, <laughs> the plants are saving me clearly because they're saving other people too. So I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I'm good at here, full transparency. I lost a fern. Completely my fault. I put it in a terrarium and then I started doing a little more research because I was like, why is she not thriving in the best home for her? As if I know. One of the only ferns that doesn't like a lot of moisture. And I put it in a closed terrarium. So I had to shock her and dig her up. And now she's dying. My fault. Completely. I wish you had thought to search UPI, the United Plant Institute. I hate you. You could have probably found a lot about fern I care. Have. I would have not killed her. I also killed a pilea because I sunburnt it, oh. which, come on, Dana, you get sunburned. You should have known better. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, everybody else is doing really, really well. And I don't, I am so grateful. I don't know how it's happening, but I'm trying really hard. You really have a green thumb. I'm trying. It makes me feel close to my mama. I really mm-hmm. love, la- I think she would be so impressed with me. I, I think, think that's awesome. Oh my God, Dana, you're not killing them. So that's exciting. Now I have, obviously I like to leave you with a point to ponder. And sometimes I just like to drop a little nugget Mm -hmm. and go, you know, something like, oh, I don't know. The world longest time between two twins being born is 87 days. That seems horrific to me. And I don't understand why or how. What? Yeah. So, but this week I found several that were like fascinating. So I'm just going to drop two or three and I have the one I want to end on because I don't want to talk about it. Did you know that every tongue has a unique tongue print, just like a fingerprint? No. So if you're going to be committing crimes, don't be slapping your tongue on nothing. Okay. Or licking that glass. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, you could leave in your DNA everywhere? Are you kidding? You know me and my cram shows. I was listening to a podcast. Oh, that's something I can say. There's a 2020 out that who killed Ann Dodger, I think is what it was. And that was fascinating. It was a 23-year-old crime that they solved. 
Wow. Yeah, it was. Wow. That was some genetics stuff and some cops driving around in cars and picking up coffee cuts and cigarette butts somebody threw out. Yes, yes. Chung, chung, prison. So (laughs) that was pretty amazing. Um, Everybody kind of knows female kangaroos have three vaginas. If you didn't know, now you do. Also, this one's kind of cool. Most Muppets are left-handed because most Muppeteers are right-handed. So they operate the head with their favorite hand. Oh. We have a lot of friends that are Jim Henson puppeteers. And yes. I had never thought of that. How I actually cool. used, to na- I used to nanny for a Crank Yankers puppeteer. Stop I it. How Push your little boy around the, around the Las Palmas <laughs> I lot. Love while they're shooting. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I guess probably I should end this because honestly, I can tell you these things a million times. Like <laughs> the first man to urinate on the moon, obviously Buzz Aldrin. I mean, why Why did he want to pee-pee on the moon? Why do boys want to pee-pee on everything? I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but I think, oh, here's the last one before I go. Here's the final and we leave. Um, but this one is in 1567, the man uh, said to have the longest beard in the world. This is so bad. He died after he tripped over his beard running away from a fire. How sad is that? He was so proud of his beard and it killed him. No. His beard was like, why won't you just cut me, you jerk? And then killed him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Isn't that insane? Okay. So here's the final one. I got to scroll down because this is the one I really want and I don't want to mess it up. It's a it's a science, sciencey kind of fact. Okay. Sorry, Jessica. This hurts your editing. I'm sorry. I should have took a picture of it. Okay, here it is. Okay, Jessica, are you ready for my final thing I want you guys to ponder for the week? This, I would like to say, is helpful in my opinion. Now, we all know that the United States is obsessed with having white teeth, right? Like, it's a weird thing. I think other countries are like, why do you do that? I don't know, but I am one of them. If I could have Barbie white teeth that were perfect, I would be so happy. And if people were like, you look like a horse, I would be like, thank you. (laughs) Like, that's what I want. (laughs) So we have tons of like toothpastes and brighteners and whiteners and stuff. Well, let me let you know, guys, we're not the only ones. People have been doing this through history, okay? The Romans used to clean and whiten their teeth. We'll be back next Tuesday, Jessica. I adore you. I adore you. With urine. Apparently it works. Please don't do it. Okay, guys, we'll be back next week. (laughs) Jessica, your face. Oh, you just passed out. (laughs) Urine is sterile. Well, want those white pearly tings? Get some pee-pee on your teethies. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I hate myself. (laughs) We love you guys, though. We'll be back next week. Uh, Yeah. Don't miss me, too, (laughs) Rob. I got to go pee on my teeth. Bye. Bye.